the blast from our past network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. So, the world. (laughs) What? We need heroes now more than ever. Yeah. What the actual front door? Um, Seriously. This is nuts. This is nuts. Yeah, we are we are in the midst the 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 middle or actually probably the beginning probably looking back retrospectively this is just the beginning yep. of the quarantine so yeah. I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about it <laughs> so yeah right? we won't talk about it too much but I definitely like to bring you know start this episode with that because I mean our our podcasts are very very much up to date you guys are hearing this and we recorded this uh, the Sunday. Whoa! What's today? Saturday before this Wednesday. So this is this is very up to date. Yeah, seriously. Um, and we're all yeah. quarantined in our house, except for my spouse. Uh, my wife is at work right now because she works mm-hmm. at Trader Joe's and she needs to to be there and take everyone's abuse as to why they don't have toilet paper. Yes. The other day, uh, John called the store nearby that we have. Um, Burbank store. We live yeah. in Burbank. Um, at the Burbank store and the guy that answered, who we've known forever. Um, and he actually listens to this podcast. But he was like, hey, man, do you have any toilet paper? And he was like, nope. <laughs> we got nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's out like pretty much right away, right when they open the doors, essentially. So... Well, I, I don't know yeah. what's. I don't know why. I don't know why toilet paper became the hottest commodity. But hey, uh, maybe that'll be what our economy is based on after this this Corona apocalypse. You know, will be based on yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just remembered. I went to my cousin's um, bridal shower like probably six months ago, and one of the activities was to dress up another person who just stood there and wrap them in like toilet paper, kind of like mummify them. I'm going to find that picture. I'm going to be like, remember when? <laughs> remember when we had so much toilet paper that we could have fun with it <laughs> willy-nilly and just and just use it and throw it away? <laughs> yeah. I got to find that. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's, okay. That's insane. Know, well, have you I been – uh, well, you've been working. You've been working from home. Yeah. And, and does John have to go in the office or is he working from home too? Yeah, he's working from the living room right now. Okay, um, okay. So yeah, he's, he's help desk. I, I feel so. disconnected, you know, from – Los Angeles right now. Uh, so you guys are in a lockdown, essentially? Yeah. Yeah, we are in a lockdown, which essentially means you have to go home. So I uh, coordinate for VFX animation and all of my animators. Uh, the day I, I was working from home and all of my animators had to go home. The, the, the big guy came in and he was like, y'all, you got to go. Mayor Garcetti says, got to go, bros. So, uh, Corey, uh, what have you been up to? <laughs> I, I changed my wife's tire this morning. That's what I did. <laughs> Yay! 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 Cool. <laughs> cool. That's all I'm Yay. good for, changing tires. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not all good for that. You're good for podcasts. And, hey, luckily we're on one right now. This is Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. <laughs> you mean tire-changing hero, Corey. <laughs> I was just telling Tess, too, it's the only manly thing that I can do I am the least manly guy out there but changing a tire is the only manly thing that that I can do I think it comes from when I was a Lyft driver in LA just had I had to do it a few times yes one of them one of which was on the 134 while Ah. cars were doing 60 right next to me that was a lot of fun and not at all unnerving No, because you could probably feel it like. Whoosh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You're trying to yeah change the tire, and you could feel like your car moving as the as the oh car. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. And then the 18 wheelers, they're doing you know 50, 60. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Luckily, like my tire was on the other side, so my. I was just gonna ask you that. <laughs> yeah, my back was to the mountain. I was basically I was right on that stretch of the 134 that's right above like um uh, Echo, uh not Echo Park uh, Eagle Rock. Eagle I was Rock, on that yeah. yeah where it's it's very rural up there like you're on sort of the mountain right before you get to. 
Pasadena and everything. Totally. And that's where I had a blowout. So good times. Oh, good. Man. Good times. times. But the other good thing about these good times is, well, I don't, I don't want to say other thing. I should say one of the good things. There's a lot of bad, but there's also a lot of good people. I'm really seeing a lot of people on social media come together and just be more open and be their weird selves, which I love. Like I posted a dancing video in my story and I never do that, but I'm like, come on guys. Like, it's time to be weird. Like, this is a weird time. Um, you need to go to work with your back cape on because you're working from home or whatever. Um, but uh, the cool thing is our little B- BFOP, BFOP network is coming together to do an online Skype D&D sesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really neat. <laughs> John's, uh, not John Babe, but uh, your husband, but John yes. of the Blast From Our Past yes. uh, network uh, podcast is is spearheading it. And uh, yes. I know you guys, you and John Babe made your characters this morning, and he's going to Skype with me tonight at 8 in order mm-hmm. to set up uh, my character. Now, I have never done Dungeons and Dragons or any kind of role-playing game stuff so hopefully this won't be too complicated because to to be truthful with you I don't really have the the time to read anything like outside of what we're doing here so uh, I'm hoping that it's more or less just me show up and kind of go with the flow type of thing (laughs) I think it will be it's like John John Babe which you guys know John Babe is my husband by now Um, John Babe he is a full-on like D&D dude well he hasn't done it in years but I'm like he's my in-house IT and my in-house uh, D&D IT I don't know yeah <laughs> person <laughs> D&D person no that, yeah. that's cool that's that's awesome see I was more growing up I was more of a board game slash uh, Warhammer 40k guy so Ooh, you I, were telling me about that yeah. please explain well I I always need more I need more visuals I like to have yeah. miniatures to go with it now before y'all yell at me from your cars I do know that D&D can incorporate miniatures uh, but like when I was growing up in the eighties, I don't really recall it having miniatures going with it. So like whenever I went into a, a, a game store, um, and first off, I always sort of skewed more towards sci-fi. So when I went into a game store, uh, you know, you look over the D&D books over there and all you see is books. I'm like, books, I don't want books. And then you look over here at Warhammer and you see all these cool little miniatures. And so I was like, oh, neat, I'll go with that. And uh, Warhammer 40,000 is basically where you just field these armies and you, you know, you play against another person, but you don't have any kind of maps that have grids. Um, so there's no like oh. pre-built map. Um, and the way that you move is via rulers. So you can move via like inches or centimeters or whatever. And then you have to really sort of more rely on like line of sight and everything. And so when you build your army in Warhammer, um, there's all kinds of different factions. And Warhammer is essentially like Lord of the Rings in space. So there's like space elves. There's space orcs. Yeah, it's really neat. And then like knights are kind of like space marines and they're in these giant hunks of armor and uh but the thing is like with warhammer is like for example i played a specific faction of space marines and the thing is that the miniatures are expensive and if like say you want to have a tank in your army you need the the tank model that you build and paint to make it look exactly like your army and everything and you know you need if it's if the cannon on it is a laser cannon versus like a rocket launcher you need to have the representation of that laser cannon on there not the rocket launcher like everything has to be exact i mean obviously you can play with people who are cool with you you know smudging the rules but in theory everything that you see is supposed to be representational and then you move your army around and it can range from you know you could have 50 little army guys or you could have 20 or you could have like uh 200 right and and it depends on just the size of your your table that you're playing on and then you know people get so deep and like build like buildings and everything to scale for the for the people to to fight on and everything it's really really cool it's a lot of fun but very time consuming because not only do you have to like make the um the paint the miniatures and everything which was my favorite part you kind of get together with a group of people every you know week and you kind of just paint miniatures and talk it's fun but then setting the whole thing up can take a couple hours you got to set your terrain up you got to set you know your little trees up and this and that pull your guys out you know make your papers and all your stats and i mean my god and then a game itself depending on the size could take couple hours i mean these are these are this is your sunday this, like you know what i mean like this is you yeah. playing on your whole day but then they have giant tournaments and whatnot with it so no you know what though like people really do i mean on 
because I never grew up around like I think you and I would have been like bro friends when we were kids because like I wish that I had somebody to teach me that stuff because now I'm just learning and I'm like man when I was a kid and I had so much time I would have totally done all that you know what I mean and so like people may make fun of nerds which those guys are jerks and don't be friends with them anyway they're just jealous and insecure but I think that like nerds who do stuff like people that play those games and like even hard video games with really long explanations for like a story and strategy like those are the smartest people because they have been preparing for just the world forever. It's so like you build that strategy part of your brain, which as an adult or as a human, like you need some strategy in your life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's like chess. I mean, you do have to think, you know, moves ahead. And if I put my people here, I mean, in theory, if you're I guess if you're playing it right, you're essentially a general, you know, just yeah. playing on a, on a map and, uh, you know, trying to keep your guys alive and, and win the objective. But yeah, it's it's fun. And then there's like so much like backstory lore to Warhammer that even if you're not if you if you're like, I don't have the time to to play the game, you can read books, you can get into it in other means, other ways. Yeah. They have video games based on it and everything. So there's other ways to kind of get into Warhammer, even if you're not doing playing the game. But the game is a lot of fun. It's just it's expensive as he- I mean, we're talking like a tank, you know, like a tank that yeah. you're going to buy for for your army could be like. 60 bucks because it's you know it's plastic and pewter so it's but you don't mind buying it if you're obsessed with it you know what i mean exactly because they're really i mean they're cool as hell look i mean they're awesome looking my um my army was the dark angel space marines and space marines are essentially these guys that have been modified and so they're like a guy outside of a space marine armor is like seven feet tall already but then in that armor he's like nine feet tall it's like giant walking arsenals you know like with, yeah. with machine guns and everything. And uh, my team, uh, Dark Angels, they have like thousands of different like factions. Uh, they were this like religious zealot um, uh, uh, fighting for the emperor type of team. And I just liked mm-hmm. them because they had really cool monk cloaks over their armor. So they had to so imagine uh, these like giant walking armor with like monk cloaks over top. And I thought that looked really neat. Well, speaking of stuff that looks really neat, how about Ninja Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> classic test segue i was waiting for it i'm like Corey, come on give me something give me something there it is and we're in and we're in yeah <laughs> and also speaking of role-playing game there is a i think there's a tmnt role-playing game out there and a ghostbusters what? role-playing game out there where you can uh back in the 80s so oh yeah. i was like why didn't you have that why aren't you not owning something like that because <laughs> uh even though Corey is a star wars nerd a big one he is also i think maybe even a bigger ghostbusters uh yeah I'm a, connoisseur i'm connoisseur a pretty big extraordinaire yeah i'm a pretty big ghostbusters nerd that's for sure and we yeah. like to be called ghost heads by the way oh excuse me so sorry <laughs> uh ghost head Corey the ghost head take it away now i also love tmnt but and you do as well we are yeah. both of us and um our spouses are huge tmnt fans like i would mm-hmm. put TMNT up there with Ghostbusters and Star Wars and Aliens and whatnot as, as mm. in Tron and, and Mad Max. So just things that I love equally, you know? Yeah, totally. And uh, so you guys all know that we had a, uh, a summer romance with our couples, his him and his wife and me and my husband, John Babe. All last summer, I think we saw each other every single weekend. We were like, you're so fun. We'll be friends forever. What do you mean you're moving to Oregon, you jerks? <laughs> so I haven't seen them for a while, but we did all um, make up our own, not make up our own, we all designated our turtle. Yes, uh, yes. Because there was four turtles and there's four of us. And to be honest, I don't remember what mine was. I think it was... Michelangelo. No, that was you. No, no, you're no Raph. I'm, I'm Raph. You're Raph. Uh, uh, wifey, she always loves Leonardo. And okay. I've always been a Raphael guy because I, I, I have the, the inner demon angers inside of me that I try to right. s- repress. <laughs> yeah. And then I, you're either, I, it's I either be... Don, you're either Donatello or Mikey. I gotta be Mikey because I love pizza and I'm just kind of like, what's up, guys? Yeah, and, and that's me. <laughs> John Babe is the tech nerd, so he is oh, Donatello. That's why it's perfect. There, I'm so glad I said that out loud because I I'm glad that we figured that out. Okay, oh, now I fell on track. So so now we know which turtle we are. Who yes. who is your favorite Ghostbuster? Oh, it's gotta hang on, wait, hang on, wait, hang on. Wait. Um. And I don't mean to put I you think, on the spot because I, I, I actually should say, how big of a Ghostbusters fan are you? Well, 
I I love Ghostbusters. I watch it every year for Halloween. I was never like, I, I mean, I always it's always part of my soundtrack when it's like it's like actually was part of my workout soundtrack for a while. It's a good good uh, song. Yeah, it's a good one, right? Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, uh, not uh, not like a huge one where I'm like, oh man, Ghostbusters favorite. But it's always like, oh man, Ghostbusters is on. Let's watch it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I get I get it. It's it's one of those movies where if it's on, you'll watch it. But yeah, you know, unless it's Halloween or something, you kind of don't go out of your way to to pursue it. Totally, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. understand that um i'll so so that being said um mm-hmm. is there do you have a particular favorite uh, of oh, them and, oh, you, yeah. and if you don't know the names it's it's you know it's no big deal um the um gosh i i do know his name but it's just escaping me right now because of course um the, the the smart guy with the, the glasses the, the tall nerdy one yeah egon, yeah egon spangler yeah i love him yeah he's great that's he's that's great. my wife's favorite uh I was going to say X-Men. I don't know why I was going to say X-Men. <laughs> That's my wife's favorite Ghostbuster is Egon as well. Uh, when I was yeah. younger, I'm kind of tied between uh, Ray, Ray Stance, um, who is the... Ooh, yeah. The, and he's like, he's got the childlike like wonderment of everything, and he's kind of uh, associated as the heart of the Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. But as I've gotten older, I've actually really liked Winston. Um, and uh, what, especially because of these IDW comics, really fleshed out his his backstory and everything um in the original script uh, uh winston is is the uh winston zedimore is the guy that joins them sort of halfway through the movie it's bill murray's character right no bill murray is uh Venkman. Okay. um oh i know who you're talking about I know who you're he's talking about. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the african-american yeah. gentleman uh or ernie yes. hudson played him um yes. so so winston in the original script, a lot of his backstory got cut, but they incorporated it into the comic books, and you find out that he is, like, ex-Marine, ex-military, so um, I like what they do with him in the comics. He's very, like, honor-driven. Yeah. Uh, there was there's one one comic so that's a part of this whole thing you know this idw uh ghostbusters universe where they were fighting this like general ghost right and and they're doing things with they're fighting him yada 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 doing the whole thing and how they eventually wound up beating him was that like winston was like dude like like i'm i'm a marine you're you know xyz's like is this the fight you want to be fighting is this honorable and basically he talked to the ghost and the ghost was like no you're you're right this isn't what i was what i sort of intended and it was a great shot of you know basically winston turning on the trap saluting the ghost and the ghost saluting back as he was getting sucked into the trap and i was like that's cool writing right there because it really kind of so the comic really kind of keyed in on on and made Winston a more fleshed out character. I think um, that's cool. I I should just really quick give just a I, I know I'm talking a lot, but I want to just really quick give a where this comic takes place. So we're reading the TMNT Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters crossover. It takes place within the ongoing Ghostbusters IDW comic book. And just so everyone is on the same page, that comic book takes place after the first... So in the IDW comic book series that, that is ongoing right now, the, the, the first movie happens, the second movie happens, the video game is treated as the third movie, and then the IDW comic happens. So all of the, the three stuff before it is all canonical, is all canon to the comic book. So insert here, insert uh, like, you know, a few years into the whole thing, like we're talking years into this whole run, insert this fun crossover between TMNT and Ghostbusters. And the reason that the crossover is happening is because uh, IDW has the, the rights to both uh, properties. So fast forward to this, this, this crossover happening. It's so much fun. It's really cool. But the really, really neat thing is for the Ghostbusters comic, from this point on, they use the technology that Donatello helped and Egon built, this trans-dimensional thing. It becomes a regular part of the comic series moving forward, and it is mm. it is how they able were able next my favorite one personally comes after this they are able to cross over the the ghostbusters with the cartoon versions of the real ghostbusters and the what? artist dan shoning the artist draws them in two different styles he draws them in this style that you see here which is the the idw comic style and then he draws the uh, 
the RGB, the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon from the 80s, when they do the crossover, they look like their old cell paintings. Like, even the, the, the coloring Whoa. is different. The inking is different. They It's unbelievable. But the cool thing is... All of that came from this crossover with TMNT, like moving forward. And they they utilized it to create this, uh, make a crossover with the, the girls' movies. So basically, mm-hmm. they brought the girls in, uh, the Ghostbuster girls, and into this and and everything. So the the IDW Ghostbusters universe is huge. It's massive. It's yeah. big. It's they do crossovers like the Avengers level stuff. It's it's massive. Whoa. It's massive. Um but the cool thing is it really all stems from this these four issues. They use the technology and since it's all, you know, it all kind of the IDW Ghostbusters comic books are all going in order. So like they're all keep, you know, building off of one another, you know. Ah, uh, okay. Wow. And, That's crazy. And the only other thing I just want to establish is that <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the turtles that you see in here, even yeah. though they seem very similar to the ones we all know and, and love, this is also f- uh, as well from the, the – they're being drawn from the ongoing IDW TMNT comic series, which has a few variations to it that, you know, happened, they went with. But um, that's what's going – they're bringing them here. But the nice thing is they, they're doing it in a time frame where they're very similar to the TMNT that you already know. But, for example, like in this comic, April O'Neil is not a, um, a news person. Weather lady? She, news yeah, lady. New, whatever she was in the cartoon. She is a like a grad student working at the – she was working at the company that developed the mutagen that – created the turtle so there's these uh-huh. little differences but the, the heart and soul is kind of the same so when we meet all of these characters meet up that's the foundation that it's being built off of right right it's it was really fun yeah. i have to say and that's like, right you I, didn't have to know any of that going into it it just you yes. just know who the ghostbusters are know who the team and t are yeah and and when i started like reading it i was like wait a minute are they are they talking to them now are they going to meet them later and also i didn't know aren't they both in new york city i started stuff like that and then it said literally like the next page was like new york city but not the same new york city mm-hmm. which was really cool yeah so so yeah they they cross over in the same city but in a different dimension nuts it's awesome yeah. like in and i loved in the turtles dimension there's no there they said what did they say there's only reincarnation there are no ghosts yeah whereas in new york city for the ghostbusters world there are ghosts and so but the fact that they heard about ghosts the turtles in their other dimension uh, was the only confusion I had. I was like, wait, how would they even know that ghosts were possible and how are they well, okay I think, with it? No, I think you're looking at, like, say that dimension is just like our, it, almost more than anything, the TMNT dimension is probably our dimension. Uh, okay. So our dimension. But we have ghosts. Yeah, we have ghosts, <laughs> but we don't have ghosts that literally walk around and talk to you I that you have to bust. Whereas on the Ghostbusters world, they like ghosts are very much real. Like we know what yeah. a ghost is, but you don't, you can't bust it, you know, because yeah, yeah, that's that was yeah. yeah. So the cool thing is, is that Egon's like like a one decimal point away, like vibrational frequency is is yeah. their universe. And that builds on the idea that there are infinite uh, universes coexisting at the same time, just all on different vibrational frequencies. And, and I mean, I can talk to you about <laughs> the fact that like, well, you know, Sasquatches are possibly interdimensional beings that cross over from one dimension to another yeah. that could explain ghosts, that could ex- explain a lot of things. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you said that because I actually wrote down that quote because it was like, oh, like this quote, like it explains everything. It says, and it just, it explains everything and it validates everything that's happened. So you stop questioning, wait, how are they in the same thing? But he says, you landed presum- presumably the right spot, just a fraction of a decimal point away from the proper dimensional wavelength. Yep. Yep. That's it. And we're validate. We're like, okay, we're in. All right. What's going on? We're all, uh, we're fighting this big ghost guy here. Um, and remind me what his name was. Oh, I think it was like Chi Yu, I think. Yeah, I think it was like Chi. Yeah, yeah. I think it's literally Chi Yu. Yeah, Chi Yu. And- so, so the main pro, uh, antagonist for this is essentially, um, a, a, like a, a spirit god from that dimension uh, gets pushed over to this dimension because of Krang. Krang's doing some little thing, yeah. making a deal. And uh, you don't really get any further on that, but that 
that storyline gets played out in the TMNT comic book. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but so this one god gets pushed into our universe, and then the team, same time the TMNT are developing this like transportational thing, and so the four of them to go see Master Splinter. <laughs> That's all they a, wanted to go. All see. they wanted to do was just go jump in on Master Splinter and scare the crap out of him. They, that was like <laughs> Mikey's idea, and uh, I love the fact that and, and and Casey and April, Casey Jones and April go with them. Yeah. And I love the fact that they are like, hey, Master Splinter, and then like they zip out and then you know master splinter's like looking around, he's like did i leave the tv on because they only oh, yeah. appeared for like a, a nanosecond and then they kind of yeah. zipped to the next uh the next place but yeah yeah but then the then the story is pretty simple it's just this 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 creature this god guy you know he wants to do his god guy things take over yeah. the world uh, and the only thing he can really sort of do is he can turn people into like sort of you know his his minions and so that kind of gives creature minions, creature yeah. minions that are sort of flesh and blood so that gives the turtles, who are ninjas, something to fight, while the Ghostbusters can try to bust the the ghost. And it's cool because like even Egon creates these little uh, mini mini ghost packs to put on the team that they can wear on their hands that kind of defibrillate. Basically, you you punch one of these minion creatures and it knocks the possession out of the person, essentially. Right. I thought these creatures looked like the uh, the Space Jam monsters a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't they? <laughs> um, yeah. And I was going to say, um, okay, so here's, okay, I can't think of the movie. It's one of my absolute favorite sci-fi movies. And again, it's escaping me because things are falling out of my ears lately because the world's on fire probably. But, Okay, so the big machine that transports everyone, that transports the turtles in the beginning, because we start with the turtles. We don't even know about Ghostbusters yeah. yet, but mm-hmm. we start with the turtles for like half of the first issue. Well, no, like a third of it. It's not that... We, they jump pretty quickly into it, which I'm happy about. Um, but it looks like a half circle coming out of the ground. There is a movie where it is Stargate? that same exact... Thank you. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Star- yeah, Stargate. It's the same premise. It's, uh, yeah, yes. you use like a trans-dimensional thing to go from point A to point B, yeah. Yeah, and you can, like, if you're looking at this half circle, it just looks like, like, the frame of it is just, like, all this technology Mm -hmm. and stuff. But then, like, if you just walk around it to the other side, you can just see through it. Mm -hmm. You can't actually get into the other dimension unless you walk through the half circle. Right, like a door. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, yeah, for, like, imagery shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally, you're totally correct. I totally get uh, Stargate vibes from that yeah. as well. Yeah, and that is a great movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in forever. Did you watch the TV show back in the day? We tried. Yeah, it's um, not John that good, right? John and I right? tried. We were like, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But I was just trying to get to the part where it's Stargate Atlantis and there's Jason Momoa, but I could not even get past the first episode. <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, and also um, Jewel State, from who played Kaylee in Firefly, she's in Stargate Atlantis, right? Uh, Atlantis. I don't know. I've, One of those. I think she is. I'm like I'm you. Sure. I'm like you. I've watched like two episodes of Stargate and I was like, nope, not for me. It's just so boring how do they do that how do people are like it's my favorite show and then like i tried to watch um oh my god things escaping my brain today Corey is not okay what is that movie <laughs> where they're the show and it's a sci-fi show and the and the beginning is like come on come on Corey, hang on it's a sci-fi show and they try to look up para para paranormal things and it's these two people Thank you, X Files. Wow, Tess, what happened wow. to your brain today? <laughs> I am on. Co- I have. I am not. There are no white claws. I did not smoke anything. I am drinking coffee. Wow. Oh my! I hope you're brain. not having a stroke. <laughs> oh my God, X Files. We got halfway through the first season and we were bored. God, it took too long for me to get to that point. Corey, you take it away. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to uh, back to Ghostbusters and, and TMNT. Uh, one thing that I, I thought was cool was, uh, like you said at the beginning of the first issue, there's it's mostly doing the TMNT stuff, and it's cool that they use that artist, the TMNT yeah. artist. Um, and then when they go to the Ghostbusters, then Dan Shoney, the Ghostbusters artist, he takes over duties. So I liked how they kind oh, of split the art up. That. Yeah, the the original, the, or what, yeah, it's it, there's a different art style for when they're just in the TMNT world. Um, and uh, but yeah, I, I another and another thing that I liked was how 
they re- I thought they really got the voices correct. And and the fact that like Donatello would be like, okay, I don't believe any of this. Like, cause he's the scientist guy over in the TMNT camp. So him mm-hmm. and of course him and Egon and Ray sort of click because, you know, they can all speak the same language. And I like how like Venkman is sort of talking to Raph because they're both, more, they're both the sarcastic guys. And then, uh, but I, I loved how Leonardo kind of like hooked up with Winston and cause they're both like the common, cool, calm and collected guys. Yeah. And Leo was like, Hey man, you're, you're super calm. Are you the leader of the team? He's like, nah, man. He's like, I just been dealing with these guys for so long, <laughs> you know, that it's like, he's like, it's like herding cats or something. And I, and yeah. then I loved how Leonardo was like, uh, I feel you bro. And they did the, uh, the, 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 the dap, yeah, the fist bump. And I loved yeah. it. I love how they kind of like got the characters together that, that you knew would sort of already jive together and everything and kind of just put them yeah. together. And then, of course, like, you know, uh, Janine and April, like, like Janine's like, how do you put up with these guys? You know, they're both like all of them are both looking back and be like, how do you put up with all these idiots, essentially? <laughs> Wait, so who is Janine? I don't remember her in TMNT unless I'm just totally. No, Janine's for- uh, from mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. You know, we got one, you know, Janine. Uh... Oh, no. Oh, you know what? Who I'm thinking of? It's the other girl that was with April. Oh, yeah. Um, her friend. TMNT. Her, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her friend. Was it her friend? I don't remember her. And the normal. I don't even remember her name. Um, 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 but she was with her. She, yeah, that was that's her friend from the cartoon. You remember her from? I think her name was like Irma or something. But she was like oh. April's sidekick in the cartoon way back in the day. Gotcha. Um, and she actually had a cameo in this. She was at the wedding. She was the one getting married um, to what the, looked like Baxter oh. Stockman. That was like a little cameo that he. The, that was cool. Yeah. So like in that other Ghostbusters uh, New York City dimension, she was getting married and she wasn't ha- helping TMNT. That's funny. Yes, exactly. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, I liked I, but I liked how the characters like linked up and everything. I liked you know what they yeah their interactions they paired up yeah mm-hmm. yeah they kind of found a pair and and um what you were saying before about how ghosts were are so like physical ghosts are so normal that speaking of that wedding that you we were just talking about um she goes is there a ghost in here and there and she's like I thought I paid whatever the acronym is to to get these ghosts out of here and then the priest is like what do you want me to do exercise and he's like yes and he's like well that's gonna be extra and yeah. the fact that the, the fact that like in this world like busting ghosts whether the priest is doing it whether the ghostbusters is doing it, it costs money that's yeah. how it's been monetized I love yeah. that it's like you gotta put that in your wedding planning schedule cake dress venue ghost bust the ghost <laughs> i thought i thought that was a fun little nod when the priest said but that'll cost you extra <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was good yeah it, this was really fun i'm glad that we did i'm sorry i'm not it sounds like i'm wrapping it up but i'm not wrapping it up um but this i'm glad that we did this one because i actually because my brain was fried last week it's still a little fried as you guys can all hear um but not quite as much as last week and Corey was nice enough to be like hey do you want to do a comic book that's like easy on you easy <laughs> kind of fun i was like please so i'm so glad we did this one <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and it was only four issues versus 11 so you know yeah <laughs> yeah was, i read it this morning it me, me too i think we read it probably at the exact same time and it took <laughs> it like, took like no yeah, time <laughs> no time to get through uh, yeah no i love it it's and it's fun too um you know i i just this is one of the few comics that I read on a regular basis. And I know you've in my apartment, remember those giant big uh, Ghostbusters comic, like omnibuses, yeah. those three that I have, this yeah. is a part of that. Have you read that omnibus or did you read the issue separately and then bought the omnibus for the sake of having a doorstop? Uh, the, <laughs> the latter. I read the individual issues uh, separately and have the omnibuses for the sake of being a doorstop, yes. Because <laughs> they are huge. And I'm waiting for uh, number four to come out this year. I'm, I'm waited, waiting oh. with bated breath on that one. Because, oh my because the ones in that one I have not been keeping up with um, – like like personally like individually so so I actually have not been keeping up with probably the IDW Ghostbusters comics probably as long as I've been podcasting full time because mm-hmm. I have not gotten to that point where I really make any money doing this so I don't have any expendable income comic books were pretty much the first thing that that I had to cut out essentially and uh, yeah. you know which Boo. is and then that's the irony of that is that we have a comic book website that I could essentially be writing yeah. off all of our comic book purchases uh, but that's why we stick with the uh, the library system the essentially free stuff. yeah the, yeah exactly yes. we just use the library and hey guys 
the library has freaking comic books. So if you're yes. like us, and you, or even at the very worst, you want to test it out before buying it just to mm-hmm. see if you like it, mm-hmm. check and see if the if the library, usually these this Hoopla app is connected to um, different libraries. Your library, yeah. yeah. And you, you just got to use your library card, and, and basically you, you can join Hoopla. And that's yeah. what we've been doing. Like, like and yeah. there's nothing, it's, it's not like, a, like we're not pirating or anything. We're just using the mm-hmm. library system, which is great. So shout yeah, out to our libraries. Only- Yes, we can only borrow three a month, unfortunately. So we have to go back and forth between Hoopla and then what Corey Comics. has bought previously on Comixology. Yeah. But it's really funny because when we have guests on here, um, they're always like, how about this one? Or like, well, let's see if we can get on Hoopla. <laughs> yeah. uh, nope, uh, pick another. Yeah. How about this one? <laughs> nope, pick another. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, it kind of dictates what we <laughs> what we do. But yeah. I, I do still think our pool of comics uh, to pull from is still rather large that I don't think we're going to get yes. to like the end of it anytime soon <laughs> oh i agree there's i'm actually surprised when the, i'm like i don't know if that one's on here and then it totally is right i'm like yeah. oh wow you're like oh wow that's that's crazy um but yeah. yeah so so all that being said um for the most part i kept up with the idw ghostbusters comic because it's been going on for for years and it's really only been like the last year that i haven't been able to keep up with it so i'm just planning on pretty much buying that next omnibus and then just reading it straight through you know that stuff um but because yeah. there was a big crossover that that i missed that they did that was like basically they did an infinity war with their own Mm -hmm. thing and brought in every ghostbusters from the girls from answer the call the paul feig movie to uh the extreme ghostbusters which is technically a different universe uh that cartoon from the 90s uh to like they brought in 8-bit representations of like the nes uh or in coleco vision from like the 80s uh, ghostbusters game it's it's crazy and so they did this giant multi-dimensional like a threat so big that that they had to call in every they called in the real ghostbusters cartoon ones they had to call in every ghostbuster from every dimension and Holy moly. and it's it's a cool way to it's a cool way now to basically establish that the answer the call girls can can cohabitate with the original four guys you know with yeah. this interdimensional stuff yeah well um i was gonna say you are so lucky because your wife also loves Coastbusters as much as you do. Yeah. Because she has a really cool story with her, the guy that um, she basically loves is her grandpa. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Her, her. Do you want to tell that story? I love that story. <laughs> yeah. If that's okay with you. Of course. Of course. Um, her, her, so her brother-in-law, uh, her brother-in-law's grandfather is Murray Rubin. And um, he but my sister has known my brother-in-law, her brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, both the same, uh, has known him for like 20 years because he's been with her sister for like 20 years, been forever, right? Since they were right. like kids. Um, so she, my my wife, uh, kind of grew up also with Murray Rubin and he was he was so sweet to the family. He loved uh, all, you know, loved all the sisters and stuff and he said, oh, just call me Murray. He was just the sweetest guy. And oh. in Ghostbusters, the movie, he is the gentleman when, when the Ghostbusters first get to the Sedgwick when they like they're first wearing their their outfits and everything they go to do the Slimer bust at the Sedgwick they walk in there and they go to the elevators and that gentleman with the cigar and the trench coat and the hat and the, the mustache and he's like what are you supposed to be some kind of cosmonaut and uh, Ray looks at him you know he's like yeah someone saw a, a cockroach up on third and then the old guy's <laughs> like you know that must be some some cockroach that is Murray Rubin that is my wife's grandfather and oh, I know it's. I love that story. But it gets, it, you know, it gets better because mm-hmm. um, he he uh, not the better part, but he unfortunately passed away uh, quite a few years ago. And uh, in order for us to sort of like, we wanted, I wanted to sort of keep his memory alive, like in the wedding because we couldn't be in the wedding. Um, Myra and I on Halloween a couple years ago went to the Biltmore in downtown LA, which is the Sedgwick. Uh, so we just did it. I did it under the guise of like, we've never, never done it. So let's go do it. You know, let's go look around and right when you walk in, you're like, Oh, this is when Venkman says, anyone seen a ghost? And you can see all this kind of stuff and everything. And we go find the elevator area, the lobby elevator area where that scene took place. Um, and if you look in, in that, in the scene, it looks like there's a wall behind them. It's actually a doorway that they covered up because it actually goes down but um so 
I had Myra stand where Murray was, and I was like, look, this is this is where your, your grandfather was, like literally the exact spot. I was kind of standing where Ray was, and I was like, look, that you know, to kind of, kind of spun her around, being like, look, there's where that plant is in the shop, but it's really <laughs> like stairs that go downstairs, yada, 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 and spin her around. And as she's spinning back around towards me, I'm on my knee and uh, proposing. And, and of course, like, it is like an active hotel, so like she's crying, I'm crying, people are coming out of the elevators, like what's going on? But we're both wearing Ghostbusters shirts, so you know I'm sure everyone can figure it out. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really nice, and I, I posted it, and the the Biltmore because I tagged the Biltmore, and you know I, I said that she said yes, yeah. and the Biltmore actually said congratulations on our on the post and everything. But um, but it was just kind of like a way to sort of remember Murray and. To top it all off, the sort of the weird thing is, is that when I was a kid, I saw this in the movie theater, in the theater. So I was like, I think five or six or seven, somewhere in that age range. And uh, I was really close with my grandpa growing up. Uh, he kind of watched me and stuff when my mom would go to work. So I kind of like, I kind of like, I kind of liked older people, you know. And yeah. and even when I was a kid, up even before I met my wife, that scene is my favorite scene from Ghostbusters because I, for some reason as a kid, loved the way, at the time didn't know his name, but loved the way Murray delivered the lines. As a kid, I was, for some reason, fascinated by that scene, and I don't know why, and even to this day, it's my favorite scene in the movie. So the fact that, like, when I find out that, like, that's my wife's grandfather. I was like, it's not just a scene in one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite scene in one of my favorite movies. And I'm like, what the hell are the chances? But I never got to meet him. And um, Myra's like, he would have loved you because he loved it when people like recognized him from Ghostbusters. I would have totally just gone totally on him. (laughs) That's so cute. And happy one year anniversary to you guys as of uh, Friday, yesterday, right? Yes, one year. Thank you. Yep, yep. Thank you very much. So, yep, one year ago. So we we got engaged on Halloween and we uh, did a more of a civil ceremony thing uh, a year to to go to, to yesterday. So oh. one, and then we then we met you guys one week later. I think. I think so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been a crazy year. I mean, within that yeah. year, we've gotten married. I've uh, had multiple emotional breakdowns, and uh, we moved to um to Oregon to, to so Oregon. I so I would yeah. stop having multiple emotional breakdowns living in Los Angeles. So it's yeah. <laughs> it's you know it's not it's not not for everybody. That place is not for everybody. But that's not to poo poo on it. I'm just saying that no. it's not for everybody. No, no. I so. totally get it. It's all good. All my whole family's here yeah. or the ones that I love the most anyway. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, but yeah, they're all here. So it's very like, it's, that's why I like being here. Yes. And that helps. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have any family in LA besides the family that I sort of made, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and Myra's, even though most of her family was there, they've all moved away. So she only has her sister there too. So we didn't have as many, as many ties to Los Angeles anymore. So Yeah. Um, wow, you guys just got insight to a lot of Corey. I, I love know. that. <laughs> this, was, this was an all Corey episode, unfortunately. No. Well, like, did so, so I know that you I have I know a TMNT you, story. I have a TMNT story. Yeah, give it, give it to us. I was going to ask, like, did you like both of like the characters and stuff? But, like, what's your, I'd rather hear a story. Well, uh, well, it, you know, it, it happened like a couple of months ago. So I'm, um, pursuing to be a voice actor not too hard just kind of every now and then anything that pops up I like to do it every now and then so but anyway I really with that said I really just appreciate the voice acting community and my favorite voice actor is Rob Paulson and he does the voice of Mikey actually right wow because he's he's, um he's also Pinky from Pinky in the Brain yes he's Pinky in the Brain he's um Carl from Jimmy Neutron he's He's everything. He's everywhere. He's been around forever. But he does. It is this uh, podcast called Talking Tunes, and it's just him talking to voice actors. And if you guys are voice actors or love the voice actor community, highly recommend you listen to that podcast. It's it's done. It, they, he completed it like a year ago, but it was like five years running. He even has Mark Hamill on there. Oh wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Mark Hamill's a big time voice actor. Oh yeah. No, he has all the big time voice actors on there because he knows everybody. He's been in the industry well, for. Let a me long ask time. you. Did he did he have uh, Maurice Lamarche on there? Yep. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He, he had did Winnie the... the Pooh. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because Mor- Mor- Maurice was um uh the brain in Pinky and the yes. Brain, but for me he was uh, Egon in um, ah, the real see, Ghostbusters. Yeah. There's always a connection in that voice acting world. Everybody like knows everybody, and they've been in 
all different kinds of things. But anyway, I follow him on social media and I saw that he was with the TMNT group and they were all going to be at this local um, Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. And I was like, um, I can walk there. So and they were doing like a talk back. So they went and they read the whole script in their voices for the first episode of TMNT. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. With April O'Neil and... And they didn't have Splinter, because I believe he passed away. I'm not quite sure. But guess who the voice was for Splinter? Who? The guy who plays Goofy from Disney. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. So it was Goofy doing the voice of Splinter. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I got to shake their hands after. So that's when I solidified my love for TMNT. <laughs> I, I know that um, uh, I think Adam and John over Blast from Our Past, they love Rob Paulson. They always talk about him him too. Um, my my personal favorite, aside from Maurice LaMarche, was um, Lorenzo Music, who you probably, uh, he was Garfield, the voice of Garfield. Um, but, yeah. but he was also the voice of Peter Venkman in Real Ghostbusters for the first ah, two seasons. Cool. And then... Um, because Bill Murray made a little bit of a flippant comment, uh, he got fired. Basically, Bill Murray said at a party, mm. how come everybody else's voice sound like them, but mine sounds like Garfield? And then essentially going into season three, oh. they get ri- rid of Lorenzo Music and they bring in Dave Coulier, who does a... I love Dave Coulier. I no shade on Dave Coulier. I think he does a great Bill Murray impression um, mm. in, in the Ghostbusters cartoon, but I, I am a... Lorenzo music fan and my Peter Venkman, even more so than Bill Murray, my Peter Venkman will always sound like Lorenzo music, AKA Garfield, AKA real Ghostbusters seasons one and two. Um, it's oh. just, he's so sleepy. He just sounds so sleepy and laissez faire in it that I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's just such a perfect Peter Venkman, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. And, and, Dang. and from what I've heard, I think Bill Murray was, regretful for saying that because he said it in a very nonchalant way and someone took it as oh bill murray needs Mm -hmm. this to happen like someone inferred that bill murray wants this to happen whereas i think bill murray was just making a comment you know yeah yeah because he's bill murray exactly just he's just saying it for the comedy of it but they're like oh man bill murray's god and god doesn't like it or whatever and and unfortunately lorenzo music passed away a few years ago so there's no you know he's he's not gonna be able to do any kind of reunion type of thing. Um, but then uh, also in the original um, Ghostbusters cartoon, uh, Arsenio Hall was the voice of uh, Winston Zedmore. Nice. See, I never watched that cartoon, but I'm learning on lot three. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I mean, it was early 80s. I mean, you know, way, yeah. way, way before your time. Like, where would it be? Like, would it have been on syndication? Like, when, when you were growing mm. up in the 90s, it wasn't, uh, there was no st- Netflix streaming stuff, you know? Like, unless you yeah. went out to go buy the DVDs, like, like why would it even come across your, your, your path, essentially, you know? Right, um, right. That's just basically so, well, me saying, like, there's no, you don't have to apologize for it, you know? Like, there's no, uh, yeah. there's, it's not your fault, like, you know? Yeah. So. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you never know where these conversations are going to go here on OCD, you guys. But I, <laughs> uh, I think that we should go ahead and rate it. What do you say, Corey? Mm. I would give this one, honestly, honestly, I'd probably give this one a, I want to say a 3.5. 3.5 what? What's your noun this week? Oh, yeah. Three, three, four, 3.5 proton packs. <laughs> there you go. Now, why 3.5? You know, it left a little bit wanting because it's only four issues. So I felt like mm-hmm. it could have been expanded a little bit more. And I think okay. as, a, as a casual reader, you kind of need to sort of know where this stands on on how to how to like sort of like like where is this in the middle of the ghostbusters world you know and then thirdly yeah. thirdly i've just re- reading the ghostbusters comic for so long and the tmnt comic i've just read better story arcs you know oh but i see none of that is to say that this is at all bad this is very much fun it's a very very fun um, uh, story. It's, it, it's easy to read. It's a lot of fun, but, but it just, I think from being truly, truly great, there's other truly great Ghostbuster stories that IDW's put out that I, that I've read, you know? Got you. Yeah, I can see that. But, um, but, and I'm going to say this and I don't mean it in a rude way, but you're kind of more of a comic book snob than I am. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, which is, it's not in a bad way. Um, you just like, you know, that that's your thing. 
Um, for me, I would get like give it like a four solid pizza slices. Nice. Thanks. Um, because I just, it was fun. And I actually, before we started recording, I was like, I want to own this. Because I want it to be the, like, the forgetting Sarah Marshall movie that I watch. Like, just to melt my brain. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those, we were talking about last week about how you just, you just go and watch those movies that melt your brain. And just, you know that you're going to enjoy it and you know what's going to happen. And I want this to be that comic book where I can just pick up and be like, I know what's happening. This is so fun. There's jokes here and there. So, I like it mm-hmm. for that reason. And I don't know why I wouldn't give it a solid five pizza slices because I really, really want to save my my five rating. Yeah. Like, I want it to be a big deal. Yeah, so. for something, yeah, for something that, that, that that's huge. And yeah, like, for me, like, when I read this, it was just a part of the overall thing that I was reading. So I right. kind of didn't, like, look at it critically as a four-part story arc it was just a piece of the overall puzzle um Mm kind of like when i'm when i'm reading star wars right like i would say to anyone that the idw ghostbusters comics are fantastic and you should read every single one of them and i would say the same thing about the tmnt comics but if you were to extract them into individual trades and me rating them there has to be like a hierarchy kind of like with like star wars movies but even like my least favorite star wars movie being like phantom menace or something is still Mm -hmm. like higher up even though i'm giving that a low rating comparing to other star wars movies it's still higher up than other things so like even though this is a low rating compared to like other their Ghostbusters comics. I would rather read this than <clears throat> Lady Mechanica or something. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse <laughs> me? Whatever, Corey. I, I do love that Lady Mechanica is now our barometer of things that like we can sort of throw at each other. <laughs> it was literally our second episode. And we're, oh, happy 30 episodes, by the way. We, we just passed our 30 mark. Um, but yeah, 30 episodes later, and we're she's still in like every other episode. It's great. I, lo- I, mean, I love that. It's a, we have our podcast now has like a history to it and it has its own yes. vocabulary to it. And if you've been listening to it the whole time, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> and now we have a rating system and I love it. You just pick a noun. It only took us like a year. <laughs> no, uh, we're only six months in, homeboy. Oh, wow. That's impressive. And most impressive. <laughs> most impressive. But would, uh, would <laughs> I almost killed Tess. No. <laughs> I was going to cut out that cough, but now that you said that. No, you've got to leave it in. Um, yep. So what, did, did this... Would this want to make you read more of either of these? And which one would you prefer over the other? If, if you know, gun to your head, which one, you know, would, would you want over the other two? Like TM and Yeah, which comments, if you were to go forward oh. reading one of the two, just for the sake of argument, which one would it be? Oh, TMNT for sure, because yeah. I just feel like I kind of like their their ninja like ways and kind of their mantras that they say too. I think it's really special, like where it's like there is no mind or you know kind of thing. Very chi. Um, I appreciate stories like that, and that's not just for that. But to answer your first question, um, and I had an answer, but I can't remember the question. Did, did this make but, you want to read more? Oh, no. Okay. And and the reason is, like, I can do Melt Your Brain comics and movies for a little bit, but I can't do it. Like, if this was, like, if you're, like, hey, Tess, this is 11 issues, I'd be, like, what? what? How? Why? Why are they pulling this out and stretching it out? But that's just, that's just for me. I like things that are, if it's going to be 11 issues, I like to be a little bit more dense. Hashtag, I know, Wicked and Divine. But um, I just wasn't ready for that one. La, la, la. Um, but uh, no, I think four for this one was just so like, mwah, chef's kiss, perfect. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong there. That, you know, if this was five issues long, would it have been long in the tooth? You know, like, would yeah. it have been too much? Um, you know what? Can I amend my rating and give it a, and give it a four? Absolutely. Because you know, I Ooh, think a four what? Four what, Corey? Four what? Four proton packs out of, out yeah. of five. Yeah, you got to You got yeah. You know, okay. All um, right, good, good, good. Yeah, no, you're right. That that just made me that just made me think you're you're 100 correct. If it was a little bit longer, it might have gotten boring. It might have this might yeah. have been the perfect sort of amount that it needed to be. And yeah. uh, good call on that. I'm actually going to say, you know what? That's a four. That's a good solid yeah. four. Yeah, I right like there. it when they really like they package it together and put a little bow on top, and they're like, and they all lived happily ever after. Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, the good <laughs> like <yeah>. Klaus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and and the cool thing is, there's also a 
TMNT uh, Batman crossover too that we can mess with if we want to as well. They actually yeah. turned that into an animated movie on or on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Uh, D- DC put that out as an animated movie. So the I think the comic that I have that we, we could read, yeah. I think they took that whole story and just made it into an animated thing as well. Ooh, that's cool. I like I like these crossovers. We should have like um like every now and then do some crossovers because that's fun. They're fun. You yeah. know, it's like you have to bring the story from both and then you're like, ooh, it's like it's the what if moments. And that's what I freaking love about comic books is the what if moments. Yeah. And I mean, like like with with, uh, you know, with Batman versus TMNT, like, you know, I, like I won't like spoil or anything, but like you would think that. That like Batman and and Mikey wouldn't really get along together, but they kind of he like Batman kind of likes Mikey a little bit, and I think it's because he's used to sort of dealing with kid sidekicks and whatnot, and it's just <laughs> that's true, yeah, and it's just kind of fun to see these characters come together that you never would have seen come together, and how would they react? And I think it only works when they react the way they're supposed to, even though you know yeah. Mikey, you're like, oh, it doesn't sound right that Mikey would like or Batman and Mikey would get along together, but you're like, they do it, and then you see that oh yes that is why they kind of see eye to eye on things and that's the that's the fun stuff it's fun when you get to see these characters get teamed up that was almost kind of the whole basis of the, the best stuff from game of thrones was when two characters that they didn't see eye to eye would get teamed up on something and then have to kind of find a middle ground and you sort of see each other's point of view on things that's what's fun mm-hmm. about these this stuff you know yeah yeah exactly i love it only in comic books man only in comic books only in comics and only or or only on hbo (laughs) yeah wait why hbo because they made a game of thrones reference right right exactly remember that show yeah i remember that show until it ded'd at the end (laughs) until it straight up just died (laughs) i know just Let's just, yeah, yeah. That, that is a whole conversation. Yeah. I'm like, do I start talking about that? Or you, I, I was obsessed with Game of Thrones. Were you? Yeah, we watched, remember we watched the finale all together. We kind I of, know, but were you like, like, oh my God, yeah. Brah. Oh yeah, no, I was okay. totally, totally obsessed with Game of Thrones. And, you know, I tried to make, uh, uh, I tried to enjoy the final season and kind of like, you know, give it its due and everything. But looking back on it, I'm like, man, they really dropped the ball on that and yeah. kind of made the whole thing sort of pointless because if you go back and rewatch it, it's like, okay, well, it all f- fizzles out at the end, so what's the point of investing any sort of time into it? It's true. It's like, wait, what? We Yeah, all that time, and that's what we got. That was the payoff. Okay. I know, and that's kind of... We should have just waited for George, man. Just wait for George. Should have, should have, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, the, and then those creator guys, they were, uh, they were doing, they were going to do that Star Wars thing, and then they, they say they left. I think they got canned after seeing how season... I think after seeing how it all ended and they got so much crap for that final season yeah, that I think that Disney kind of just sort of said, I think we can push you guys out the door essentially. Yeah. So, um, speaking of game of Thrones and a, a crossover, are you ready for this one? This one I'm pulling out of my butt. So the other day we were watching Batman begins and there's this little scared kid mm-hmm, that Batman has to save <laughs> yeah. and it's Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I love Batman. We paused begins. it, went back, checked IMDB. Yep. Uh-huh. That's him. Yep. That's a little, that's a little Joffrey, sweet little Joffrey right there. Baby Joff Joff, he never got an acting gig again because he was basically like everybody just wrote him off as this scary prince guy. Uh, I heard guy. he quit that acting. I didn't or know. Or just if quit. It's... I'm sorry, he quit. You're yeah. correct. You're correct. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he was like, I think he was tired of everyone hating him for for a character he played. It's like, well, yeah, welcome, welcome to uh, uh the lady who played Rose and and uh, Last Jedi. She got destroyed um online yeah, too. Yeah, so sad. I mean, come what on, people. Heck? These these are actors. These are not characters that you're watching on the movie. These are. actors. Actors, if anything, if you didn't like the way Rose turned out, get mad at the director. She just read the yeah. lines that that was you know made for her. So yeah. people are people are crazy. That's people all I gotta are say. 
And then we're going to end it on that one. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) But not our listeners. Our listeners are the opposite of crazy. They are sane and awesome because they listen to us us crazy people rant about uh, about Ghostbusters for for an hour straight. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I hope you guys feel like you learned something because I'm thinking like because I think because the comic book we were done like 30 minutes ago talking about the comic book because the comic book was so short. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's, It's true. Like there really wasn't. It's really straightforward. They have a problem. Yes. They have to overcome it. Uh, you know, they team up, and uh, that's pretty much it. You know, there, there's not a lot there. Now, there is a lot of, like, little Easter eggs drawn into the artwork, that, and, yes. and the artist is known for doing that. So um, anytime uh, – there's a couple websites online that will literally break down every – issue of the Ghostbusters comic and tell you where all the references are in it. Like the artist puts in insane amount of references. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. It's like, if you know, you know, if you know, you know, like, like, uh, yeah, like in Peter Vinkman's office, you can see like a jar of mood slime from Ghostbusters two sitting on his shelf. You can see like, uh, you can see like the exact same Utz bag, bag of Utz, chips you know that was on his desk in the movie they're like they he draws them in somewhere else like it's crazy it's 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 awesome i love it there's a lot there artistically like art wise there's a lot to enjoy but like talking about it story wise there's not that much there yeah but but it's a fun time i think Yes, it is. Yeah. No, it's a fun time. Yes, it's it's yeah. the opposite of Wicked and Divine. Like like whereas that was like a giant beefy meal that you needed to savor every bite, and if you burn through oh it, you, you know. Whereas here, yeah. it was just uh, the best, the be- your favorite McDonald's meal that you can possibly get, and and like at the same time, you know as well as I do when you go to McDonald's, like fries. There's different v- variances of fries. So like this is like the. Best cooked McDonald's Big Mac that you've ever had with yeah. the best fries that you that McDonald's has produced you've ever had, and with like the best soda that has the best like carbonation to to syrup mixture, you know, just yeah. the, the best ingredients of McDonald's. But at the end of the day, you're, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to be happier, happier, happy. But then, what's there really to talk about afterwards? Like you're, like, you know, yeah. and, and you're kind of done with it sort of quickly. It adds no nutritional value, but you had a fun in the moment. Exactly. And sometimes <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yes. You have to have those moments. You got to have those McDonald's meals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, yep. and if you love TMNT and, and you love Ghostbusters like and or, this is perfect because it's it's when else are you going to see them meet up like this and actually interact and everything. And it was it's kind of like a dream come true, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, and any of any of you listening out there, and when we post about this uh, this show, when you hear about it in the comments, and if you read it before, give us a your rating and your noun to the rating because we're curious what you guys think. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Yeah. We'd like to we'd like to keep track of all this kind of stuff. I'm sure uh, yes. I'm sure Gorilla Pete will let us know, right? Yes. <laughs> oh man, I gotta get him on here. He he loves this show so much. He's awesome. Oh, I, I love it. I love it whenever he uh, either messages us uh, or. Or, or leaves a comment or whatever on on the post, and we get to interact yeah. and talk and whatnot. It's it's cool. I'm I'm happy that someone's someone's listening and paying attention. You know, it's like that's a really yeah. neat thought. You know, as as a content creator, we kind of produce, edit, then put it out into the ether. And uh-huh. you know, I I you know, you and I are kind of the same way. It's like you now we're thinking about our next thing. Like, what are we like? What's mm-hmm. our next comic that we have to do next? Like, there's no end to the to the production of the content, but we don't get yeah. to sit with this content the way like the listener does you know right that's true yeah we just hope we're making sense at the end of the day really (laughs) (laughs) and i know i'm not making sense at the end of the day (laughs) (laughs) all right well Corey, where can we find you in cyberspace yeah buddy you can find me pretty much all over the bfop network uh which is uh where our podcast lives ocd you can find podcast after dark uh cartwright of seinfeld podcast blast from past friday five and talking back uh every podcast is so much fun so much Mm -hmm. so worth checking out and uh if you 
if, if you like the sound of any of those, you don't need to go to like individual websites to find them or whatever. You can literally just go to our network website and you can see all of them. They got all the, the pages and the links to each individual one. And that is uh, www.bfopnetwork.com. That is bfopnetwork.com. That stands for Blast From Our Past Network. Yeah. So bfopnetwork.com. And you can find links to everything and uh tess where can we find you out there in the matrix you can find me on instagram at tess Yanos. that's t-e-double-s-double-l-a-n-o-s and add a corey's comment here every uh, everybody in the bfop network is a solid dude man like everybody just so genuinely cool and awesome and loves what they do and works so freaking hard like if you want to support any sort of podcast network especially a nerdy one I'm, and I'm not saying it because I'm just in it, but, like, this is the one. These guys are, like, great, great people. And, and yep. you fit in just perfectly with all of us. All the dudes. I'm here with the dudes. I mean, and maybe one day we'll have more chicks in our network. You never know. Yeah, that's totally. The, that's the goal, man. Yeah, the goal The goal is to grow and, and bring in people that uh, we think are a good fit. So, you know. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's fun. Sweet. It's always fun. I felt like, ooh, I felt like I, I knew I was going to talk a lot this one because, I mean, I, I just I love <laughs> Ghostbusters so much. Yeah, I knew you were going to talk about a lot. I, I don't know how not to. <laughs> Essentially, like, if you were, I mean, yeah, Tess, anytime we're going to do, like, a Star Wars comic or something. So I don't know how not to talk for like ninety percent of the I time. I really don't, and I'm sorry about that. I... Please don't. <laughs> it's a good thing you're a podcaster, man. You can put all your words somewhere. Yeah, I know. They used to just sit in my brain, and I would just have to like hold my wife's head and be like, and just yell, like, ah, why are this is? I need Listen. all this information to come out of my head. Otherwise, my brain's gonna explode. But I mean, yeah. luckily, my my wife is as much of a nerd as as I am, yeah. and likes to engage in the same conversations <laughs> as I do as well. <laughs> yes I, I feel that man i feel that uh, all right well thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of ongoing comic book discussion podcast i'm tess and i'm Corey, and we'll see you guys in the next dimension oh good one <laughs> shell yeah cowabunga dude there you go radical we can, we can do this all day all day <laughs> totally tubular bro <laughs> oh hold on on the other side, This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. La la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.